Well, the parable of the prodigal son and the merciful father is such a rich text, very hard to summarize in a few moments, but let me point you three elements that can help us meditate on this one. The first one is to see the misery of this younger son, the prodigal son, um, and how that misery is a result of his own um, infidelity, his own disobedience and lack of love. In the, a few days ago, we meditated on the parable of poor Lazarus, right? And in that case, his misfortune was not a result of his own fault. Or it was not his, you know, his own doing. It just befell him to be in that bad state because we see he was saved in, in spite of that uh, poor life, the miserable life he had. But many times it happens that misfortune and challenges come uh, precisely because of our own sins. In the case of the prodigal, the younger son, he starts experiencing all this misery when he shouldn't have. He had a, a good family, he had a loving father, he had all these possessions. He ended up suffering out of his own you know, unfaithfulness and, 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 and faith, like turning away from the father, basically. And many times when we suffer, we may think, well, this simply befell me. Why people are so mean to me? Why this happens to me? You know, at times many of those things are simply things may happen to us, of course. But uh, there's also a component of our own sinfulness. You know, when we allow selfishness or anger, pride, uh, gossip, envy, and competition, and you know, selfish attitudes to just dominate. Uh, it's not surprising that that will be like a have a boomerang effect <laughs> that will eventually strike us back, you know. And people will not like to be around me if I'm not acting in a very good way. Um, and so, and, and that starts to feel like misery, right? So that's the first aspect of meditation to to think of how much not trusting God fully, not following Him with confidence, puts us in a place that doesn't feel quite great, you know, it doesn't land us in a very good situation. Um, and the invitation of the Lord is, come back, why are you suffering that way? Why I didn't intend that for you, why, why are you allowing yourself to continue in that misery? Come back. Obviously, as a second vignette, I will mention this one briefly, but it's kind of obvious that this parable is a, can be a way for us to meditate on our own conversion moments or a moment in our lives in which Christ called us back to himself, in which we realized, what am I doing? I need to go back to God. And we stood up and went back and then maybe that first encounter with the mercy of God, with the love of God, something that was quite unexpected and surprising, as it was for me, certainly. So that's another aspect you can meditate. And the final one is the older brother, right? So the one who has at least externally, never departed from the father's house. And yet, in his heart, he doesn't rejoice in the father. He doesn't, his heart is not with the father, right? He is also secretly in this sort of competition with the father or, or with the younger son. Um, he's not in full union of heart and will with God. Uh, he, he dwells. Maybe he's remained in the father's house out of fear, precisely, well, if I go away, I'm going to lose my inheritance, or I'm going to suffer all these problems. So he stays out of 
he stays at home out of some fear, indecisiveness, or maybe there's nothing better for me. Not quite because he loves the father, right? And so I think this can obviously be the case of like a half-hearted Christian, someone who kind of, kind of follows God, but not really out of a profound love and trust in Him. And so maybe this also can lead us to examine our hearts. Am I close to the Father in spirit and truth? Do I trust Him? Or do I harbor this sort of resentment against God? I stay close to Him, but I'm, you know, I don't quite think that He really has my best interest at heart.